Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. William, every day is a winding road, and sometimes those winding roads are scary. Is that like a Sheryl Crow song? Yeah. <laughs> every day is a winding road. Wow. wow. <laughs> I get a little bit closer <laughs> to feeling scary. Well, crows are ominous. Ooh, that's true. They are. The scariest kind is the <laughs> Sheryl Crow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to launch right into it. Today, I have a mini monster madness. <laughs> Bam. I'm going to be going first. So my mini monster madness ties into my main subject for tonight, and it is all about Long Island, Okay, which is in New York, not that far away. Well, because of traffic, it's kind of far away. And a big chunk of our family lives in Long Island, and this subject was brought to me by our nephew, Robbie. So while they were here at William's house for Thanksgiving, on the way out the door, Robbie was like, and Kristen, you have to look up Mount Misery and Sweet Hollow Road. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Mount Misery. Way to go out on a high note, Rob. I admired his panache. It was like dropping something sweet and then leaving, yeah. left me wanting more. Sweet Hollow Road. Both great names. So I finally looked into them and I found a story connected to them that was exactly a mini monster. It seemed to be on the cusp of having you know, enough to be a whole story, but not quite enough. Okay. So first, I'm going to tell you about Long Island Mary and her grave. Okay. So there is this story on Long Island. There's a, a grave for a woman named Mary. And there and um, there are like a bunch of different stories connected to how this woman may have died. So some say that she was tried as a witch and killed. Some people say that a jealous ex attacked her, that she had a mental break, killed her children and husband, and now she can't rest peacefully, that maybe she was possessed, or she had a mental break and killed her family, like mom, dad, siblings, and was hung from a tree that looks dead all year. So that's like a variation of the legend where like not only is there this grave you could find but there's a tree somewhere that was the tree that mary was hung from yeah. and like never looks never looks good the dead tree yes it's never never thriving yeah so um it's said that her grave has a birth date but no death date and if you find the grave and you shine a flashlight at it her face will appear Oh, wow. So there are multiple graves in Long Island that have the name just Mary on them that are super old graves. I don't think that they necessarily all have like death, a uh, birth date and no death date, but these graves in different towns in Long Island of Mary's are, are all said to be the Long Island Mary's grave. Right. Um, so it's just kind of like a cool legend around there. People like search all around for it. Um, there's a grave in Stony Brook, Long Island, where um, like fratty dum-dums go pee on it to show how they're brave. Like the fratty dum-dum was a person or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, what is this? That's like an Archie character. Fratty, fratty dum-dum fratty found it. Fratty dum-dum. <laughs> what the hell? All right. I don't even think that's an Archie character. I feel like that's like a 1920s like comedian character. Here comes Fratty Dum Dum. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Sounds more right. Um, yeah, you know, like Dumb Bros is yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Um, they're like, yeah, I'll go pee on Long Island Mary's grave. No problem. Uh, so they'll do that. And then rumor has it they would get it in a car accident on the way home because they have to swerve quickly to avoid a ghostly figure on the road. Oof. That's Mary. And she Just didn't back at you. She didn't like that pee pee. Yeah. So <laughs> that Friday dum dum pee pee. Right. Really got her steamed. 
<laughs> depending on the time of day or night, that PP may have been steaming itself. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adds an eerie feel to the whole thing. <laughs> I wonder if any dumb Ooh. I wonder if any fratty dum dums ever peed on the grave and it's steaming. They're like, oh, you guys, she's coming. The ghost of Mary. It's, it's not a joke while they're like, you know, zipping up. Wait up, guys. Yeah. They got their pants Fall around over. their ankles. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Will, one of the locations where it says <laughs> that Long Island Mary's grave is, is in Sweet Hollow Cemetery, oh, right off Sweet Hollow Road. What a name. Let's take a drive over there, shall we? Oh, literally. Well. <laughs> Let's get in the car. Rob was just there on Tuesday night, oh. and um, I have some quotes from him. Okay. Hold on a second. Great. This is awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, so he said, um, I took Sweet Hollow Road um, Tuesday, and it is a really creepy road, especially when it's dark and there are no other cars around. Smiley face, because <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would like to – I mean, it's in Huntington, which is where part of our family lives. Yeah. Um, so we absolutely could go by there. It sounds like Sweet Hollow Road and Mount Misery – so there's Mount Misery Road, and kind of that whole area is called Mount Misery. It's not like the town name, but it's like known that this is the Mount Misery area, I it's, guess. It's amazing that that's almost then uh, – uh, like a nickname for the area. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. This this series of towns and whatever is all collectively known as Mount Misery. Right. Right. Maybe oh. it's just the area right around Mount Misery Road. But I, I saw multiple things that were like, it's not just the road. Like this area is called Mount Misery. There's Mount Misery Road and there's Mount Misery. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they run parallel to each other. There are two like narrow roads that have trees on either side of them. So they're kind of inherently creepy in that way. Um, and they are, they run parallel to each other and they're less than a mile apart at the most. Like the furthest far apart they ever are is still less than a mile. And they're both just like kind of creepy, dangerous roads. And it seems like the stories that I'm going to tell, um, apply to both of them pretty much. Like it, it, there aren't that many stories that are just about Mount Misery Road or just about Sweet Hollow Road. It's kind of just about the area because they're so close. There are okay. a couple of exceptions, but I'll get to them. Um, so Mount Misery and or Mount Misery Road was originally called that because it had like back in the day, like really, really steep, rocky hills that split many a wagon wheel. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, God. splitting wagon wheels was mentioned. I, I, I've been playing the video game Red Dead Redemption on PlayStation yeah. 4. Friend me. I'm Will Rogers 2000. My account just got unbanned. What did you do? I did nothing wrong. Did you make somebody do like a sexy dance like in Sims? No. Or whatever? Ooh, I don't even like that. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Thing. I've yeah. seen people do creepy stuff in video games <laughs> yeah. before. But no, so I've been playing that game and it's so boring. Oh, really? Uh, there's an entire, it took like 15 minutes. You break a wagon wheel and then you have to watch a cutscene while you fix it. And I was like, that's like a can joke. I just ride this horse and ma- jump on a train or can we do something? That's amazing. So crazy. I've had enough of wagon wheels. Yeah. Well, guess what? Matt Misery has too. Yeah. So, um, so, and the land had was like, hit with wagon wheels. Yeah. At the moment. I got to tell you. Um, so, and the land was like, just because it was like so steep and rocky and everything, it was super unfarmable. Yeah. Um, so people called it Mount Misery because it just like sucked <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> and um, it said that Native American tribes may have considered the area cursed and off limits, like just a place to kind of avoid. Um, so Mount Misery Road itself is split in half by a park and um, the Northern State Parkway, which we've traveled frequently. Of course. What are you laughing at? 
I'm just thinking, it just this, the thought struck me as you were saying, you know, like that this, this land was considered a place to like just avoid a, a terrible place to be. Yeah. And I was thinking, first of all, you, you talked about the dead tree before. It made me think of Blackwood. Duh. That makes me think of Blackwood as well. Uh-huh. And then it made me think about the fact that I think that has probably been said about every single place on the planet. Oh, what? That's like that, haunted and like <laughs> off limits? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the, the, yeah. like the Native Americans, the Native populations avoided this place because right. it was right. not safe. I feel like there's a legend like that about every single spot on the entire planet. Well, it's like, also, well, what, where's the good place? Yeah. Do we ever find? Well, once like colonizers came in, honestly, like nowhere was good. That's true for them. So, Avoid like maybe all of this. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I'm n- kind of joking by saying that, but like maybe that has something to do with it because we made things patently unsafe for them. I, I think it probably has something to do with basic storytelling <laughs> yes i do too real of of terror of course yeah. but i also wonder if there's anything to that like everywhere became unsafe basically yeah i couldn't believe it when we came in here and pushed out the native population they seemed frightened of the region <laughs> yeah they seemed to feel it there was... must have been a curse on the land not that we are the curse <laughs> right they seem to feel this is off limits for some reason well, i don't know why they this cutting and burning i don't know why they'd feel unwelcome and they're scared <laughs> right huh I wonder why <laughs> they're so weird. Um, <laughs> worst. So, um, so that road in particular is kind of split in half by a park and also the Northern state parkway. And one side ends at a, so it's, it just like, isn't really connected to stuff like Mount misery road is just this stretch between two things. If that makes sense, I'll explain. I mean, it only has two stops. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's just this one stretch. It's like collect, connected to other roads and stuff. So one end of it, um, ends at a horsemanship school and I wrote headless, headless horsemanship. <laughs> I want to teach you how to be a headless horseman. We were talking about scary New York, yeah. sleepy hollow. Um, and then the other abruptly ends at what I read was a mound of dirt behind which is the park. <laughs> Seems like an arbitrary thing to even call the end of the road. I mean, I can see it was it was part of a news <laughs> article that seemed to be about like legends of this stuff and I can see like the reporters went to if you google it, it'll be one of the first things that comes up I didn't write it down, but like the reporters went to Mount Misery Road and Sweet Hollow Road and so they're driving they're probably just like there's a pile of dirt at the end of this dirt thing. Here. I feel like it's worth mentioning. Wonder where weird. this road leads. Oh, dirt. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's worth men- mentioning. Um, so Sweet Hollow Road runs continuously, meaning like it connects to other things and other roads and stuff. Um, and it's but it's crossed by the overpass for the Nor- Northern State Parkway at one point. So like a bridge goes over it, um, which we'll factor in later. So here is what Rob said to me about. I, I asked him. I googled a little bit, and then I was like, "So what have you heard about these roads as a local?" And he said. I've heard a couple, I've heard of a couple lady in white and that there was a group of kids who had a suicide pact on the overpass. Um, and he looked into it a little for himself. So then I looked into it a little bit further. So there are a lot of, um, lady in white stories here. And so I'm going to kind of go by category and it's been a while, but will I have a bits and bobs category again. Oh my gosh. I've been missing it. Me too. So here are the women in white stories. We kind of touched on them a little bit last week when will was talking about scary Texas ladies. Um, women in white is kind of like a sub genre of ghost stories. They're just a lot of ghost stories about ghostly women wearing white, yeah. uh, mostly a- around roads. It seems like women in wh- white stuff kind of comes up yeah. and this is no exception. So one of the biggest deal stories is there's no record of it. And by the way, there's no record of any of the things that I'm about to say 
at all. Of course. There's, I mean, sometimes there's like a little something, but there's absolutely no even inkling of like maybe they meant this kind of factual proof here. I feel like there should be a disclaimer on the entire podcast. Like guided totally, but is like, like where 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 necessary we can attribute stuff. But yeah. by and large, yeah. like everything on the show is it's built on hearsay. I completely I think yeah. people know that, but this one yeah. in particular, like there's they were like multiple sources I looked up said that we've researched this and we find no evidence of, for example, a mental asylum built in the area. There's a big part of the legend is built around that. And it doesn't seem like that mental asylum was uh, a hmm. doesn't seem like that mental asylum was built along Mount Hollow or Sweet Hollow Road. I mean, Mount Misery. Damn it. You know, <laughs> let's go on. <sighs> okay. So at this mental hospital, which probably didn't exist, um, it's said that a patient burned her room down and it ended up setting the entire building on fire. I was going to say, how do you and just then, burn one room? Yeah, I, I said that weird. She um, she set her room on fire and ended up bu- burning okay. the whole building yeah. down. Um, so it said that you can see a woman in a white hospital gown and messy white hair wandering in the woods along the road. Mm. So there are a couple wandering in the woods stories. I find that particularly freaky that like it would be obviously one thing and super scary if you were driving on the road and something appeared in front of you. It's freaky to me that you could be going at like – I'm assuming that these roads don't have a super high speed limit because they're kind of windy and narrow, although you never know. But like that you could be driving slow enough to like catch a full glimpse of something just in the woods. Oh, 100%. Like in the periphery behind kind of like bare trees and stuff. That's almost scarier to me than like overt. No, I I, I could not agree more. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like that goes back to like I've got a theory, an untested theory that ghosts, uh, if they exist, they're meant to be experienced in your peripherally yeah yeah you're not supposed to get like a full eyeful of these things they're supposed to exist like there's also this is super weird i'm sorry for no 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 um i i i think about this not infrequently i learned at some point in school about the rods and cones in your eyes and how the cones in your eyes help see color Mm mm-hmm but they're all focused like at the front part. Like think of your eyeball as a sphere. Yeah. They're focused like all at the front part here. Mm-hmm. So anything in your peripheral vision is actually in black and white. So I know uh, generally what color skin you are. Well, it's what, white. So you're well, all set. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very pale. Kristen in black and white looks the exact the same, same as Kristen in real life. Pretty much. Uh, but like I know what color lipstick you're wearing, what color shirt you're wearing. Yeah. So my brain is filling in the color detail for you, even though you're in my peripheral right so now. So cool. But uh, what's actually happening is that uh, anything off to the sides is in black and white. And I always imagine the peripheral world is a step out of uh, what you're actually seeing dead uh-huh. ahead in front of you. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why I think that shadows and ghosts exist somewhere out here. Uh-huh. Uh, because you're seeing your, li- your eye literally sees things differently to the side than it does dead ahead. Is that definitely true? I believe so. Because like what it reminds me of is the whole thing with like taste buds on your tongue. Like I don't I don't know right. actually, yeah, but yeah, let's yeah. say like the front is bitter and the back is sweet or whatever. But it's not like if you have something sweet, I don't think that you can't literally taste sweetness on say the left side of your tongue if that's not the sweet area. I would yeah. think that it's just more concentrated in that sweet spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would think that maybe there's concentrations, but it's not actually just like Black and white over here, color over here. Well, I could be totally wrong. No, you're right, because let's oh, okay. bust this theory right now. 
peripheral vision isn't actually black and white. Oh, okay. Uh, cones outside of the fovea, I guess mm-hmm. that's the field of vision sort of thing, are less dense and more widely spaced than they are yeah. dead center, but not absent. Okay, so it's so it's distinctly nowhere near as good. Right. But it's, it's exactly not flat out black and white. It's exactly the same thing I'm saying. It's just like not as good right. at sensing color, basically, just the way same way that p- places on your tongue are not as good at sensing bitter or sweet right. or like whatever. Well, also like dog's vision, they say is black and white, but it's not really black and white. They mm-hmm. see like blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. They don't see everything. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So it's like sort of a misnomer of a generally true kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can still fudge that fact to make my theory work. I think that's. Me. I think that still totally works for the theory. Yeah, your peri- basically your peripheral isn't to, as strong yeah. as your forward vision. So things, things are kinda, screwier in the peripheral than they are. And ahead. so maybe it's almost like your um, defenses are weakened in the peripheral. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like things can kind of sneak in more easily than right ahead. Yeah, and actually, true fact, Chris and I have talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this on the show. Oh at all. yeah, it's a, if we have not talked about this on the show, I think we have. It's weird. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris and I have been seeing shadows lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that the, like motion. I think you mentioned it on the show, and then I reacted to it because I was like, "Me too." Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a weird thing happen to me that I'll tell you later. You, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. It makes me. I don't know. Okay. I'll tell you later. It's strange. Okay. It's very cool. I might be becoming psychic. Is all I got to tell you. That's all I need. It's to know. it's an ongoing situation. I don't want to hear anything else about <laughs> it's it. Developing. That's all I need. <laughs> okay. So um, bop bop bah. Okay. So about women in white. Um. So the first one is the woman who may have been in the asylum. Um. In her hospital gown with her messy white hair in the woods. Um. People have said that they've also seen a woman in white. Um, who I'm saying this kind of backwards. There's also a story about a woman who is walking home from work on one of the roads and was hit by a car. And it's said that your car may stall while you're driving on the road on its own. So you don't run her over. Oh, which I really, really like, like your, I don't know. Something happens to your car. That's like, Bleh! like yeah. the car can sense her instead of you we, connected to that story. I didn't see anything about like her appearing as an apparition. It's just that your car will stall. And it's because it doesn't want to hit the ghost lady. Yeah. Like getting hit by an EMP, like knocking yeah. all the electricity kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, and so people say that that one in particular, the one walking on the road who stalls at your car, that that could be Long Island Mary of Long Island Mary's grave. Huh? So now this is a roundup of um, stories that have to do with the bridge slash overpass of the Northern State Parkway um, on, Sweet, uh, on Sweet Hollow Road in particular. So if you park by the bridge and flash your lights at the bridge, it said, like what Robbie was referencing, that you'll see the ghosts of bodies hanging of teenagers who had made a suicide pact with each other. Um, again, no record of that being a thing whatsoever. Um, there's also a story of a young boy who was killed um, either on the bridge or on Sweet Hollow Road, depending on who's telling the story. And based on that, you may see a boy sitting either on the bridge or on the road as you drive by. Um, it's also that there was a woman on the road who was killed in a head-on collision. And so if you park, so this is one of those like activity things. So if you park by the bridge and you put your car in neutral, she will push you uphill to keep you out of harm's way. Now I've heard of things like, didn't you, you talked about Clinton road. Yes. This is very similar to Clinton road. Both of these stories. Yeah. Clinton road in New Jersey. Kristen talked about it on a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that one of the things that your car will move uphill rather than downhill and that's it's like almost like a weird phenomenon that's explainable 
but it's like I don't think so. I think you might be thinking of Thirteen Bumps Road. Oh, really? Um, which we covered or I covered like on like early early episodes, like yeah. our first batch. I think there's something having to do with that in there. I, I'm familiar with that sort of story because yeah. I guess that is somehow yeah. a way your perception is tricked. It looks like you're facing uphill mm-hmm. and your car is just rolling there, but somehow the the incline is such that it keeps your car right. in motion. What, yeah. Right. That's not the case for this one. People try and just like nothing happens. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't seem like it's like a, tr- a trick of gravity or anything. Yeah. It's just kind of a legend and then it you know doesn't pan maybe out. Maybe she's sick of pushing cars around. Yeah, you ever maybe think she's of that? over it. Yeah. That's true. Maybe she working for you. Used to do it. I'm not a joke yeah yeah i'm not like a fun prank with your friends your fratty dum-dums yeah what am i sticking around on the physical plane to amuse you yeah i'm tired let me have fun yeah all right so william now we've gotten all the way to bits and bobs where i find some of the most fun stories that have to do with this area great so if you get pulled over on mount misery road or sweet hollow road you might want to check the back of the police officer's head if he bends to write you a ticket it might be blown off Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, that actually. That's creepy. Yeah, totally. Also, you might see a rumpled looking man walking along the road swinging a basket. But don't look in the basket. It's full of the heads of missing people in the area. Why would I look in the basket? It's weird for somebody to be carrying a basket. I I can't say that (laughs) it would be impossible for me to see somebody walking with a basket and me want to take a peek. How many people do you see carrying a basket? How big is this basket? I see it as a pretty sizable basket, like a, a, an Easter basket for a spoiled kid. Okay, you could fit one of my head in that. That's tr- yeah, it's a really big basket. That's a big basket. Maybe it's a couple of heads. You have any idea how heavy my big fat head is? I bet it's not that heavy. Um, I, let's find out. Get a knife. <laughs> um, why would I look in anyone's basket? That's, that's I'm so- telling you, I would look in a basket. I really don't think a I basket know. is such a weird thing to carry. A rumpled looking man swinging a basket. Let me take a look in that basket, rumpled man. Yeah, that's such a strange accessory for somebody to be having. A, I'm taking a look in the basket. Um, there's a hellhound that's been seen looking in the wo- or lurking in the woods. So a very, very like dark looking doggy wolf thing with red eyes looking at you. Cool. Death omen. And then there is Sally sits up. Ooh. So this is a woman who lost control of her car and she hit a tree. If your headlights flashed past that tree, we're not sure which tree it is. So look alive, everybody. You might see a ghostly figure sit up. Yikes. Ooh, That's, that's why good. I saved her for last. That is good. Right? That is wonderful. So thank you so much, Rob our nephew, Rob Holden, for telling us about Mount Misery and Sweet Hollow Road. This segment brought to you by Rob Holden. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a creepypasta that I really love, uh, and an aspect of it is a girl peeking out from behind a tree, uh-huh. shining a flashlight in the woods, looking for someone, and you see someone sticking out from behind <laughs> a tree. Um, I'm going to have to find that and post it. So yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, or if anybody knows what I'm talking about, send it to me. I think it's called a game of flashlight tag. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Sweet. Everyone look that up. Cool. Uh, that's great. That was yeah. great, Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. Proceed. Oh, I that's was it. confused. That, was that the mini monster or was that flat out your topic? Um, Long Island Mary's grave was the mini monster oh. and it led into my topic. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. My sweet. topic was Mount Misery and Sweet Hollow Road. Well, that was dynamite. Right? Dynamite. And so the next cool. time that we're in Long Island, we absolutely oh, definitely. have to go to these places, right? For sure. And we're due to go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've come to us the last few times. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so uh, uh, Kristen, this week I'm going to talk to you about uh, something that plays nicely into a conversation we have with a dear friend of ours. Okay. Uh, I believe in an upcoming episode of American Hysteria, mm-hmm. you might hear the two of us speaking yeah. with host Chelsea Weber-Smith yep. about, uh, about Satanism. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to talk to you about uh, a way that the Satanic Church, uh, at least some people say, uh-huh. a way the Satanic Church tries to seduce the minds of young people oh because Kristen, right now i'm going to talk to you about subliminal messages oh yes do you know any off the top of your head oh man i don't know if i do man i don't know if i do i know there are a bunch that are like pretty common i've got a few that i think are sort of unknown or unusual uses of subliminal messages Mm -hmm. in movies music commercials they're used all over the place I don't, you know, I don't think I know any off right off the top of my head. Okay. So yeah. Okie dokie. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very excited about this. I think I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think this is something that Chelsea might want to have as a topic in the future. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm. This is not by any means like a. Oh no no no! I'm just. Naiva. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that it's. I mean, this is awesome. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So um. First of all, it was funny because like in doing the research for this, it took me way back to the beginning of recorded sound uh-huh. uh, because it was 1877, that old Tom Edison. Yeah, that old rascal. The inventor up the road. That's right. Got around to inventing the phonograph. Yeah. One year later, he is quoted as talking about his experiments with playing the phonograph backwards. Oh, cool. <laughs> it took him one year to try that. <laughs> <laughs> Some, suddenly, I'm, well, I'm. He's probably just so thrilled that something's working. He was just like, "I'm not going to attempt fate at all by messing right. with this. If I turn this crank backwards, I might break right. the whole thing." True, uh, but at a certain point, uh, he listened to the music backwards and said that it was still melodious in many cases, and some strains are sweet and novel, but altogether different <laughs> from the song being reproduced the right way. Jenkins. <laughs> I love that. But it never really occurred to me that it wasn't until recently that we even could have done this, that we right. could have played things backwards. Right. You know, uh, and that then went on to become uh, called backmasking. Yeah. When you record something, flip it backwards, and hide it in music mm-hmm. or a movie or, or whatever. Right. Uh, and as a matter of fact, in the book Magic, this is spelled M-A-G-I-C-K. Doi. Book four, uh-huh. Alistair Crowley advised uh, his followers to listen to rec- records backwards as training for magicians uh, so that a magician can, quote, train himself to think backwards by external means. That's awesome. <laughs> so literally people trying to. It kind of makes sense, I guess. It's just kind of like getting your brain to notice or take in things in a different way. It's like building muscle memory to notice weird stuff. Exactly. So if you're trying to study the dark magics. Right. uh, You better be playing that phonograph the opposite direction. The way Tom Edison did. Yeah. But he didn't like it. (laughs) No, it was altogether different. Absolutely. Uh, So here are the ways in which this then became sort of popularized because backmasking and hiding messages in music uh, would later go on to to be the focal point of court cases, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, total panic about what artists are trying to do to corrupt the youth. Um, So here's where that sort of uh, fun thing uh, started. Yeah. Two places. One, the Beatles. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> so on Tomorrow Never Knows, I'm Only Sleeping in the song Rain, uh, John Lennon, while under the influence of marijuana, oh, no. <laughs> accidentally played the tapes in reverse oh. and really enjoyed the sound. Yeah. He told I'm only sleeping is probably my favorite Beatles song. Is that I feel right? like it's like a <laughs> sleeper hit. <laughs> it is it is a lovely song. Yeah, yeah, it's a great one. Uh he brought it to the rest of the band uh and he wanted to he wanted to essentially have an entire song that was backwards. Uh-huh. Then ended up paring it down and did certain segments backwards. Yeah. But uh their producer George Martin suggested not only reversing the music itself but reversing the vocals. Ooh. So, Rain, the song Rain by the Beatles is the first song to feature a backmasked message, which uh, has this phrase sunshine, rain. When the rain comes, they run and hide their heads. Cool. Oh. So wait, do you mean that when you play it backwards, they it intentionally says that? They figured out how to make the sounds of like blurp, blurp, blurp forward so that it would sound right backwards? Yeah, I believe so. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, there was the whole Paul is dead yep. phenomenon. hidden. You've talked about this in the yep. past as well. Uh, on Revolution 9 and I'm So Tired, they have the phrases, supposedly, uh-huh. turn me on, dead man. I love that one. Uh, and Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him, miss him, miss him. Sounds so weird. Uh, you can hear all about that in a previous episode mm-hmm. of Guide to the Unknown. Uh, and essentially from that point, once people sort of sunk their teeth into that, uh, it just took off. Yeah. And musicians began hiding backmasked messages in tons of songs That's for so various cool. purposes. Uh, the other thing that made this especially popular was a little movie in 1973 one of the most hilarious movies the zodiac had ever seen oh the exorcist yeah uh reagan reagan mcneil is Uh, speaking in tongues mm -hmm. and they're recording like everything that they're doing trying to figure out what's going on with this kid is she really possessed by the devil or is she sick right uh and one of the major signs that this is something supernatural happening to her is that they play the recorded uh uh, thing backward mm-hmm. of her speaking in tongues and it's her going i am no one. Oh my god i am no one i don't remember that yeah wow in the movie that happens i believe yeah huh i really don't remember uh-huh. uh and so uh man this set a fire yeah people were i mean you gotta you gotta imagine how it probably really played out right there are a lot of people who are very vocal about how this is the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. there are probably the vast majority of people were like that's kind of cool yeah kind of neat but it uh, ultimately about the exorcist thing in particular you're saying okay about Mm -hmm. any hidden message yeah hidden backwards in media right some people probably thought this was like a whole new way to get out the worst kinds of messages exactly uh so in the 70s the christian right began insisting that there were subliminal satanic messages in songs like led zeppelin's stairway to heaven neuroscientists claimed that rock stars were cooperating with the church of satan to place subliminal uh, messages in records and in 1982 30 north carolina teens and their pastor uh went ahead and claimed that most singers are in fact possessed by Satan. Okay. And held record burning parties. Yeah, yeah. So they could set fire to records. Man. Uh in 1983, a bill was introduced in California to prevent backmasking that mm-hmm. can quote, this is from the bill, can manipulate our behavior without our knowledge or consent and turn us into disciples 
of the Antichrist. That's amazing. I believe that bill passed. And if there are subliminal messages hidden in a record, it has to be stated on the packaging. Oh, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I could be wrong about that, honestly, but I believe that's what I saw. Well, I guess what's tripping me up a little bit about that in particular is that if that has to do specifically specifically with backmasking, not necessarily with subliminal messaging that's like hiding underneath the forward track of something. Yeah. I mean, couldn't you just not back mat, just never play things backwards and you're all set, right? Well, but I think that, uh, by this point, they're worried about things that are living underneath the regular track that you hear. I don't think that they're differentiating between those two possibilities though. Like, okay. I think the idea is that even if you're hearing reverse speech, it's oh, somehow it's is still, seeping into your, I gotcha. you know, right. Unconscious mind. Right. You know? Right. Um, but this then also became a technique that a lot of artists would use to uh-huh. censor their records. Uh-huh. So if they said the F word fudge, yeah, they would just reverse it. So that you just go like, and it, now you're not really saying that's true. I mean, I think they even do that on the radio. Like when they bleep things, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that was a funny noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here are some awesome uses of backtracking that I found in music. Uh, Slayer uh-huh. at the beginning of a record hid the phrase "Join us, join us, <laughs> join us" just over and over and over. That rings a bell. At the beginning of a record. Uh, the band Cradle of Filth. Uh huh. By the way, when I say that I found awesome uses of this, you know I'm being. I know. A little sarcastic. Yeah, I know. All right. So anyway, let me tell you about this Cradle of Filth thing. <laughs> Definitely dated a guy who was into Cradle of Filth. Oh boy. <laughs> the band Cradle of Fil- Filth released a. a a song called Dinner at Deviant's Palace. Cool. <laughs> what? Dinner at Deviant's Palace. Dinner at Deviant's Palace. It's as if Deviant is his name, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> like Dinner at Dave's house, Dinner at Deviant's Palace. Anyway. I thought that that was supposed to be, I don't know what you call it, but when like, if if you said the syllables differently, that there's a word there. I thought you meant there was something hidden in the name. Oh, no, like no, no, no. Dinner at, at Deviance Palace like stands for something. Gotcha. No, the thing that was hidden on that track backwards was a reading of the Lord's Prayer. Oh, my God. Backwards? Backwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't have to tell you what that means. <laughs> it's the Lord's Curse. Yeah, the Lord's Curse. <laughs> uh, Soundgarden hid a backtracked ma- uh, message, backmasked. Yeah. I'm saying backtracked. I'm going to backtrace. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, they hid messages on their songs 665 and 667. Right on. Uh, which was a song about Santa Claus. Oh, my God. It was a parody of people who were backmasking things about Satan. That's funny. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Stanley Kubrick used reverse Romanian chanting uh-huh. in the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, okay. Which is just yeah. odd and off-kilter. Yeah, that's cool. And then probably the most chilling use of all was on 1984 <laughs> album Weird Al Yankovic in 3D, <laughs> specifically the song Nature Trail to Hell. They say, dim the lights, <laughs> they say, if you play Weird Al's Nature Trail to Hell backwards, you'll hear the message, Satan eats cheese whiz. <laughs> Satan eats cheese whiz. I'm sorry. If you had children in the room while I said that just now, <laughs> I want to apologize. They're now corrupt. Um, and so that's that's backmasking. That's audio. But I want to talk to you about that's subliminal awesome. images and movies a little bit because there yeah. are other ways that you can uh, deceive 
uh, consumers deceive, deceive the, the mind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sweet as hell. Uh, so uh, there are several times in movies where they might suddenly drop in a single frame of something, and it might carry a message. It might be to unsettle you in some way. Yeah. Uh, here are a few famous uses of hidden images in movies. The first one I want to say, because evidently this movie was the king of this stuff, yeah. 1973's The Exorcist. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the demon faces and everything. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. am Pazuzu. Right. Uh, the face, the pale painted face of Pazuzu yep. uh, flashes on the screen for brief moments. Well, I have um, a little painting of that in my library that you got for me. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So you, it's not a brief flash for you. All over the place. Yeah. Daily occurrence. When Kristen's not here, she is standing bleary-eyed. <laughs> yeah. She has not slept Swaying in years. Swaying just in front of this small painting of Pazuzu. Yes. Uh, but so the face flashes on the screen a little bit. I believe they released a like an ex- the the version you've never seen before. Yeah, of The Exorcist, where they put it in way more times. Oh my God, William! <laughs> you might remember this more than me. I mean, not that you were there, but just because my memory sucks sometimes. Remember that? Not that you were there again, but like, do you remember the concept of the fact that I went to see the re-release of The Exorcist with the things you've never seen before, and that I went with somebody who was a friend of a friend who yelled out at the screen during it and then kept doing it? No. Oh man, that, then this is a story that goes nowhere. I think he screamed like, "It's gonna be a bad." Well, I'll I'll censor myself. Yeah, yeah. He was like. That's one scary bee or whatever. And then everybody laughed. And then he kept doing, he'd be like, watch out oh, <laughs> or whatever. God, that's brutal. It was horrible. That is brutal. It was really bad. Oh, man. God. That's what that's, I, I did that backwards crawl down the stairs out of there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. That's a George Costanza. <laughs> yeah. Yes, trying to yeah. wow the audience totally. with your sick lines. It keeps going to different showings of yeah. it. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, he didn't know how to quit while he was ahead. We saw Halloween, 1978 Halloween in theaters just a few <laughs> months ago. And it was it was like 100% it was awesome. Oh, yeah. It was fun. I'd never seen that in theaters before. There was a woman sitting behind me who would like just say lines at the same time. Like, like Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Like, and like he had the blackest eyes. And then she'd go, the, the devil's, devil's eyes. We're like, yeah, we like, get it, yeah, lady. We you know all the- saw it. I mainly remember that funny sneeze that I couldn't handle myself over. William can perfectly recreate the sneeze if you wouldn't mind very quickly. So where the movies, the movies winding down. Yeah. And by the way, quietest movie ever. The volume on this thing was only like an eight. uh, It's true. Uh, And it was, you know, Michael Myers is like, you know, stalking Laurie Strode through the house. It's pretty quiet and tense. And then we hear a guy at the front left of the theater go. It was such a farty sneeze. I like, I mean, I I, I was quiet. I, I didn't disrupt anybody or anything, but like it took me. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Chris and I were sitting next to each other. This guy sneezed farts, sneezed out his butt, farted out his nose. One or the other. I don't know. But I turned to see if Chris had heard it too. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Chris was looking back at me. <laughs> you lost control. <laughs> It was so funny. I think I was shaking for like five minutes. It was, it was, you absolutely were. And it was stunning. I'm sorry. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was like beyond the point where I know it had been like a long time since we actually heard the fart sneeze. And you were still going. It was shocking. It like it really possessed you, really taken over you. 
<laughs> it was so uh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> like he was trying to fake sneeze to cover the fart and it didn't work. I don't know. They what just it. blended together harmoniously. Maybe the fart was supposed to be backmasked underneath the sneeze. <laughs> oh my god. I bet you're right. <laughs> it all ties together. It was two people sitting side oh by god. side who are really compatible. <laughs> You know, they're really collaborating, they're creating it's a like, melody. It's like a disgusting person's equivalent of touching hands in the popcorn. <laughs> and then he sneezed when I fought it, and that's how I knew we were in love. He was the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Shake it off. Just shake it off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, anyway, some other uh, <laughs> famous subliminal <laughs> messages. That was like a subliminal message for everyone else in the theater because no one else acknowledged it in any way, shape, or form. But you know they heard it. Oh, oh everybody heard it. That volume was they way too low. They forced it to be subliminal. I was like, I was like, Turner, that me wrestling through my popcorn bag was going to be too loud because the movie was so low. And then that guy does that. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Stunning. I wanted to just be like, we all heard it. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Stop pretending. Let's just acknowledge this and then move on. Pause the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, oh, oh boy. My God. Okay. Okie dokie now. Oh. All right. Okay, now. Master of Horror. Anthony Hopkins? What the hell is this guy's name? Alfred Hitchcock. Holy crap. I couldn't think of this man's name. Alfred Hitchcock made the Got movie the Psycho. Yeah. Did, yeah, and Anthony Hopkins played him in that movie. He did? He did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, wearing a horrible fat suit. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this show's ruined from here on out. It's over. It's now, same as in the movie, I'm just going to keep thinking about that sneeze. That's true. So, uh, oh, okay. at the end of the movie, Norman Bates is in a jail cell doing his whole, like, they wouldn't, I wouldn't even hurt a fly, whatever. <laughs> he looks up at the camera with his spooky eyes, and, uh, there's a, a sort of suggestion of mother's skull yeah. overlaid on his face. But it, it's only really visible for like a few frames. Mm-hmm. It's not hidden by any means. Right. But y- it's subtle. Yeah, exactly. And it's not it's not clear if people would really understand what they were seeing right. at the time or uh, if he was sort of getting away with showing that the two people have become one. Yeah. Or that she is possessing him. Yeah, it's very cool. At this point. Yeah. Uh, the movie The Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the image of a ring, one single frame of a ring – is just shown on the screen at certain points in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's very cool. I think I actually didn't know that until I rewatched it in the last year or something like that. I was I was legitimately surprised as I was doing my research on this that I was not finding more. Mm-hmm. I would think that movies nowadays would be doing this left, right, and center. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, totally. What are you talking about? Huh. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's um, surprising. The, the movie Fight Club. Oh, right. Where... Uh, uh, Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt, is sort of the id of what's his name? Oh God, what the hell is his name? Max Willis, whatever. Sure. So whatever the man's name, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Norton yeah. is imagining Brad Pitt, but before he ever even meets him, because mm-hmm. he believes he's a real person, right? He flashes in different scenes for just a moment or two, right? Just for like a couple of frames, Tyler Durden will appear behind him in line at a yeah. store, and then. 
disappear. Yeah. Uh, and then they, which is a very cool use of that. Uh huh. Yeah. There's even a plot point in that movie of Tyler Durden splicing right. in frames of porn into movies that like families are right, seeing. right. <laughs> so that it's subliminally just like screwing with them. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then they even do that to the audience at the end of Fight Club. There's a, a right. It's a little meta. One frame shot of a wiener. Yeah, before yeah. They cut to the credits. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool too. Do you have the thing about the adventurers in here? I do. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Because mm-hmm. I have a whole thing about Disney. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there, I just have two quick other movie ones, and then we'll no yeah. take your time. Uh, the Shining. Uh, it's highly believed that Stanley Kubrick deliberately put impossible architecture into the movie. Yep, I so love that. So subliminally, as Danny is moving around the the hotel, he changes from floor to floor. We've talked about that in a previous episode as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but the office that has a window, which shouldn't exist architecturally speaking because it would be central uh, to the floor plan yet it has a window to the outside yeah also there are shots where there's a chair in the background then suddenly it's gone then it's back uh, and that was it's easy to point to that and say that it is just a continuity error mm-hmm. between different shots yeah i flat out think that's probably just flat out what it is uh, I don't know. I mean, it definitely could be, but he's so meticulous. I know. Stanley Kubrick. Like, there are those pictures of him adjusting the cans or what is it? There's something in the kitchen pantry yeah. or whatever. He's making sure they're all facing out. Yeah, it might be for the Calumet. It is. It's cans. for the Calumet. Um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously mistakes happen and everything, but he just seems so deliberate about things. I think it could be. And it could, Yeah, but nobody's, you know, nobody's, you know uh, immune from making a mistake. Totally. You know? But it's still the fact that it fits in. It's fun to see it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I even heard somebody in the the documentary, Room 237, Mm -hmm. talking about how this disappearing chair uh, is not a continuity error. It's in fact meant to be a sort of subtle uh, nod to the idea of haunted mansions. Okay. Like ghost stories. Mm-hmm. That, that chair is moving around. Like like a ghost took it away. But without being so overt as to literally have it float up out of the frame and be ridiculous. Right, right. It's just like things happen that you don't really notice and it's being caused by spirits. Hmm. I don't know if I think that, but I would think that I could see him just doing it to mess with the audience in a way they, they might not even catch. Like something, just like, something, I something, just feel weird. Yeah, something feels like it's wrong Something or feels out of place. Do you know about some of the cool things in The Haunting of Hill House, that show? I have not watched it. Um, So this won't be spoilery at all for you and for people who haven't watched it, but they did a couple of cool things, probably even more than that. Like there are countless like Buzzfeed lists about like hidden this and hidden that in the haunting of Hill house. And actually like, I think it's Mike Flanagan. Mike is that Flanagan. the, he's come out for at least a couple of them been like, no, this actually just is what it is um, about something. But anyway, um, why would he say anything? It's like, there's a thing that's like a big theory that oh, okay. people have. Like I'm just not going to say it. Okay, okay. Um, it's kind of yeah kind of earth shattering but he's come out and said that is not what you guys were saying it is or whatever not not poo-pooing things left and right but anyway something that i thought was really cool is that for the set design of the actual house they said that they put a lot of shapes in there that look like faces so they don't look straight up like faces or whatever but things that kind of like vaguely are that way like wallpaper that has kind of like a face-ish design doorknobs that have kind of like intricate filigree and stuff that are kind of facey do they have that door knocker from the muppet christmas carol (laughs) yeah things are just like really subtle like that (laughs) yeah i embedded subtle muppet faces yes Actually, most of the fruit in the movie is, of course, the singing grapes. Yes. Things of this nature. <laughs> things like that. Um, no, but th- things just like look a little face-esque for that same kind of reason where just be like something feels 
weird about this. Like, it's not very obvious, but it just feels like the house is watching you, yeah. sort of. And then also, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's been talked about with it so much. But um, and I think it's fun to know going into it. There are hidden ghosts in the background of a lot of scenes in the first five episodes that aren't the focal point. But if you pause or look, you like, yeah, and there's just like a literal ghost man in the background. Yeah, I've heard about that. I have to it's get around cool. to watching that. It's finally. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once I'm done with the great British bacon show, maybe I'll do it. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, in the movie Cloverfield, there are spliced frames to other monster movies. Mm-hmm. So you'll be watching the movie oh, Cloverfield that's cool. all of a sudden without even realizing it. So, you know, like the it's found footage. Style, yeah. So the, the frame will go like, it'll like glitch out looking. There's like hidden King Kong footage in there and stuff. Cool. It's just fun. Yeah. I like that. Good clean. Yeah. We're just having fun here. Now for some dirtier, I don't know, not great kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Body talk. Yeah. Disney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woof. Yeah, the Disney stuff is very body. It's funny because it's such a an urban legend in and of itself that every Disney movie hides some sort of a, an insidious or like sexual imagery kind of thing. It's so crazy that it's true. It's true. <laughs> it is actually definitely true. I have such a distinct memory of hearing the thing about something in The Little Mermaid uh-huh. and then going, I think, with you in St. Louis to like research it and we're like, oh my God, it's real. That's per voice. Yeah, it's per voice. Uh, yeah, no, on the on the cover of The Little Mermaid, yep. uh, one of the turrets <laughs> of this like sandcastle thing is a winky. Yes. It's a weenie. And also, Whatever you want to the, the priest who marries them yeah. is sporting. A oh, doink. Yeah. Yeah, I think is the technical term. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I, that one I hear is supposed to be a knee. No, no, no. It's like long. I. It's I don't definitely know about that. no. It's not a knee. Yeah. There are things that are not. Yeah. You're sure. Really seeing like in the Lion King, mm-hmm. Simba kicks up dust. Yeah. And it looks like it spells S E X in mm-hmm. the sky in dust, and that was supposed to be S F X. Yeah. Because the obviously a lot of these movies, these were children's mo- movies. They were animated movies, but they were honestly boasting impressive mm-hmm. uh, graphical art techniques. Yeah, it's a big deal. Really incredible work, and so some of these things are meant to be signatures mm-hmm. by the by the effects team. Right, so special that one I FX. do believe is supposed to be SF. That one I do believe is innocent. Right, the Little Mermaid ones. I can see how you could make an argument for ambiguity. However, I also think that uh, uh, movies are. Uh, Whatever uh, the populace interprets something as being mm-hmm. is true, even if it's not the artist's intent necessarily. Kind of. So I don't know uh, if there was some creepoid designer doing these things or what, but uh, certainly it's undeniable yeah. to look at the things in Little Mermaid, literally the things yes. in Little Mermaid on the cover and the priest himself and not be like, Come on. Yeah. I mean, Level with me here. If my recollection recollection is correct, I think that priest thing is like pretty beyond debate. A knee? <sighs> I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking like, all right. This but it's is, so dorky if it's, it's a It's a joke, oh, people. Come on. No, it is dorky. It's dorky. Yeah. But dorky I think that it's meant to be a dorky dorkus. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Well, one that is, uh, there's no debate yeah. whatsoever about this next one. You brought it up a, a little bit before, The Rescuers. Oh my God, I know. Hachi machi. There's a scene in this movie. It's about friendly, <laughs> happy little mice. Yeah. They're flying around on a bird. They're doing, doing mouse stuff. Right. They got mouse business. Uh, <laughs> and they're flying past all these buildings. 
But if you pause it, <laughs> in the background, not in the deep background, right. right next to them in a building is an open window and a topless woman. Yeah. And it is real. <laughs> yes. It is actually 100% definitely there, true, removed yep. for modern release. Uh, just a topless lady in mm. this uh, kid's movie about little mousies. Right. Yeah. And not to get into the whole debate of like, is nudity always perverse or whatever? But it's, in a, uh, it's not meant to be in the kids movie. No, and it's yeah. not as if she, it was like some innocent, like, oh, I'm changing kind of scene. It was like. No, no, no. It's like from. Yeah. Yeah. It's a smut. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Who did that? Yeah. What's wrong with you? A dork. A dork. A dork. A Tyler Durden. Yes. Yeah. That's a Tyler Durden. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, well, and then also. No, maybe you're about to say it. the thing in um, Aladdin, the audio thing. Down, kitty. Yeah. Yeah. No, Al- Aladdin is talking to uh, whatever that the tiger's name is. Right. I don't remember. Very quietly. Yeah. Kristen and I. Uh, yes. You remember this? Yes. We cranked the audio. Yeah. Our father was like a total like techno yeah. file, audio file, whatever. Always had the best equipment. Uh, we always had like a big screen TV and a really intense uh receiver and surround sound totally Kristen and i when we lived in missouri dialed that sucker up to 11 like marty mcfly uh-huh. to listen as aladdin goes down <laughs> kitty take off your clothes yep <laughs> go back did we hear what we thought we, we heard? must have had like a an afternoon of doing this i totally remember uh-huh. being in st louis doing little mermaid in this yes yeah. oh 100 because also we on our laser disc player there was like a little spin dot yeah yeah yeah. and you could you could spin it around and around, yep. and around but if you did it a little bit it would rewind mm-hmm. just a had yep. it was very convenient so i remember down kitty take your clothes yep. down kitty take your clothes <laughs> so dumb but it's so weird and it's there it but or I, was there that one i don't know really yeah i, I, I mean again i didn't look at all this stuff what he's and, saying. did you re-listen to it as an adult like online or anything no i did not Okay, my memory of it again is that like that was there. They will have to look these things yeah. up. Yeah, we got to do. Uh, there's like a Google Hangout thing, or yeah, like a YouTube, Facebook Hangout, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> YouTube and Facebook are the same thing, uh, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm pretty sure. Where you can you can set like a viewing party so people uh-huh. can hang out with you as you watch videos. Right. Maybe we should experiment with that and see if people would watch us. Would do we be on al- these topics? Oh, that's true. Yeah, because w- would we be allowed to? have that going in the background or whatever. We you know can't what I mean? put it on we can't put it on iTunes or Spotify or anything. Yeah. Uh Kristen and I watched some Zach Bagans clips last week during the live stream. We we record this show live yes. every week. Follow at GTTU pod to see mm-hmm. where and when. Uh but we watched some Zach Bagans stuff after we did the official show last week and immediately we got a copyright uh, notification oh, really? on YouTube immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh we can't officially release right. what we do, but but we can do it for like a hangout for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Um because yeah, I, I don't know for a fact. Yeah. But my huh. recollection is that it's just hard enough it's just barely too hard yeah. to make out what he's saying for yeah. sure. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So I've got two other things. Uh, uh, welcome to real life. We're going to get outside of the theater. Mm-hmm. We're going to put down the records. Uh, we're going to turn on the news. Oh, okay. Here are times that subliminal messages uh, made their way into, I don't know, uh, real current events. Yeah. Cool. Current with an asterisk because these are very old. Stories. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Current events of their time. Exactly. So let's go back yeah. uh, 18, almost 19 years. George W. Bush is running for office. He he wants to become uh, the president of these United States. Mm-hmm. They run an ad where on the screen they keep putting up these words like America, patriot, patriot. 
And then here are the things that we want to get rid of. Bureaucrats. And before the word bureaucrats fades off the screen, they take out the bureau and leave up rats. Oh. The word rats of bureaucrats is left on the screen for an instant. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Just to tie the idea of who George W. Bush is calling Uh the opposition. Uh Uh-huh. They're a bunch of rats. Interesting. They're they're, they're not just the people that we'd like to be because of our ideals. They're rats. Right. You know? Huh. Uh, Nothing was ever done with it. Shady. I I, I have a feeling that a bunch of people made a bigger stink out of it than it really was. Yeah, yeah. I have not watched the ad. For all I know, it's not even subliminal. Yeah, it's like overt. It's totally overt. Yeah. But like, uh, I I thought it was interesting. That's... Yeah. Whatever. However you want to take it. Yeah. Strange. And then this one. Yeah. Buckle your seatbelt because this one's kooky. Okay. Spooky. Kooky. Spooky. And we talked about the Zodiac. Bumpy right For yeah. a hot second before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the movie Zodiac, of which I'm a gigantic fan. Same. Uh, they talk about how they did this whole thing where the Zodiac was going to call into this uh, psychologist guy on television. Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. He screams. And then the psychologist goes, who was that? And he goes, that was my headache. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Whoa. my headache. That was my headache. Oh, everybody watches. Oh, if it's, we could do a oh, party of Zodiac. love Zodiac. I ask Ryan to watch Zodiac with me too often. He'll be like, we just watched that. I'm like, I know. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Put on the hurdy-gurdy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's so good. It's so good. Then when the hurdy-gurdy man yeah. came singing songs of love. You asked me to put on the hurdy-gurdy man. Who would have expected that to be a scary tune? <laughs> it really is. It's certainly yeah. is. Um, 1978, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about another serial killer and another odd way they tried to uh, make contact with him and bring him in. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, Wichita, Kansas. Oh, I bet I know who. They ran an, uh, a report about the BTK killer. Yeah. Uh, on which Oops, sorry. they embedded a secret message intended exclusively for him. Mm-hmm. The message was, now call the chief. And an image of a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially my understanding of what this is, is that one of the crime scenes of one of the victims, uh, there was a pair of glasses upside down on the dresser. And they... Uh, knew that these must have been the killers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they knew that he must obviously know that he left his glasses behind. Right. Uh, but I don't think that many other people did. Yeah, yeah. And they also theorized that the BTK would be watching this report about the BTK. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so within that, the the programming, they would use the phrase, now call the chief, hoping that he would suddenly have the urge, would uh-huh. be unable to resist it, to make contact with the police and get another step closer to catching him. Oh, man. I didn't remember that. It obviously did not work. Mm-hmm. He was not caught for another couple decades, something like that. Right. But he still, I mean, he ended up getting caught by his own hubris because he yeah. couldn't stop communicating with the police. So it wasn't so, I a mean, bad effort. No, it wasn't a bad effort at all because it was definitely playing to his thing. Yeah. But certainly strange and not something that I ever would have considered yeah. happening. So that means to the millions of people who are watching that report. Right. They were fully unaware totally. that this was also a secret technique yeah. to catch 
the serial killer himself. I mean, I can't think of other examples, but I know that that's a thing. And it maybe even just in fictional shows, I'm not sure. But that's definitely a thing I've heard of being employed as a way to kind of like lure in killers before or like show them that you know something that they could only know, like saying something in a press release right. that the general public wouldn't understand. Well, famously in Red Dragon, mm -hmm. uh, Edward Norton. Uh, Man, Edward Norton's of, all over this thing. He is. Max Got his Willis. Sticky little fingers. Yeah, I think it was Max Willis. <laughs> he plants a lot of misinformation about the Tooth Fairy to enrage him. Right. Uh, hoping that he will uh, target Will Graham and stay away from all these innocent yes. people. And it obviously it does backfires. not go his way. No. He does get the pet, though. Hmm? Freddie Lowndes. Oh, the pet. <laughs> anyway. He thought I was your goddamn pet. That's what happens in the book. Yep. Uh, all right. There you go. That's a, a bunch of subliminal messages, whether they are backmasking in audio only or subliminal images that appear for but a moment and they're gone in uh, all your beloved media. I loved that. Yeah. Thank it's you. And there's obviously a million other angles of, of this, all the court cases and stuff. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to get lost in the sauce on. Yeah, totally. Uh, there are hundreds, thousands, who knows how many instances of of hidden images appearing mm -hmm. in all forms of media. Yeah. Who is to say? Yeah. But, uh, those are some of the big This notes. is a good smattering of them. Yeah. Thank you. So, taster's choice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. Well, thank you guys for hanging out. <laughs> um, you can find us on all social media. We're at GTTU Pod. Uh, you can find me personally on social media at Chillin' Kristen. William? Yeah, try the sponge. Reverse that to find out <laughs> what I really said. That haunted sponge. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were just making noise. Follow at haunted sponge. <laughs> Donate to us on Patreon. <laughs> oh my God. Join us. <clears throat> It's really fun to do. Yeah, it is fun to do. I will say, uh, uh, I got Kristen a Dybbuk box for her birthday. Yes. Uh, we might be doing something with Dybbuk boxes in the very near future. Mm -hmm. I do also want to Keep say, it locked. Next week is our pre-Christmas show. Right. It'll be the, the, the Guide to the Unknown that comes out just ahead of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to send us any uh scary stories paranormal occurrences you a friend a family member yeah. have ever had they might be on the show next week because we're going to do a comfy scary yeah. christmas story night Ooh, yeah looking yeah. forward to so it send those stories to gttupod at gmail.com or to at gttupod on your social network of choice mm -hmm, that's right yeah. i'm also going to say um when this show comes out the following Monday, we alluded to it before, but William and I are going to be the guests on the podcast American Hysteria talking about the satanic panic. Yeah. So look for American Hysteria on whatever podcast app you have, and you'll hear me and Willie doing a little something different Super with fun. our friend Chelsea. Yep. You can find links to all that on skylarkmedia.com. Yep. I think it's – isn't it skylarkmediainc.com now? No, uh, Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not sure. Do one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so – so yeah, that's it, guys. Um, follow us on social media. Join our Facebook group. We've been having a lot of fun in there. And um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. So we'll see yeah. you next week mm -hmm. uh, for another terrifying episode of Guide to the Unknown. That's right. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go away.